0: Hi, this is John Leahy. Thanks so much for tuning in to Airing It Out, Files from Leahy's Broadcast Booth. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing. We're on the major platforms like Apple and Spotify. We come out with brand new episodes every Wednesday with refreshing content. So I thank you for your support. And again, you're listening to Airing It Out, Files from Leahy's Broadcast Booth. And I encourage you to subscribe. Thanks and enjoy this week's episode. Hi, this is John Leahy. Thanks so much for tuning in to the podcast, airing it out, files from Leahy's broadcast booth. I want to thank you for tuning in to last week's episode as I paid tribute to the great Gordon Lightfoot, who passed away a couple of weeks ago. And I had a chance to record six of Gordon's great songs, and those songs are up in the episode for you to enjoy. If you'd like to check out any of the episodes we've done on the podcast please feel free to check out the website we have for the podcast. It's at leahystorytelling.com. That's L-E-A-H-Y, storytelling.com. All the episodes that I've done are on the website. There's a search bar. You can search for any particular episode you're looking for. We also have a blog up on the podcasting website, as well as a video section. You can also rate. Any particular episode you'd like, from zero to five stars, you can also leave a written review, or you could leave me a voicemail. There's a purple microphone at the lower right-hand corner of each page of the podcasting website, so I encourage you uh, to take advantage of that. So many great things on the podcasting website for you to enjoy. This week on the podcast, I thought I would replay the episode that I did for the tribute to my father who passed away. Uh, a year ago at this time, and my dad meant a lot to me, and I wanted to replay that episode just to kind of keep his memory going. And also, for those of you who have not heard that episode yet, I'm going to replay it for you this week. And then we'll have another episode, a new episode, coming up for you next week on the podcast. So please consider subscribing as well if you like what you hear. We're on Apple and Spotify, the two major podcast podcasts. Uh, Carriers, and also any other place that podcasts are heard. So thanks again so much for tuning in to the podcast. I truly appreciate it. We're going to replay the episode that I did for my dad, and then we'll see you again back here next week for another episode of Airing It Out, Files from Leahy's Broadcast Booth. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next week. And hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of Airing It Out, Files from Leahy's Broadcast Booth. Great to have you with us. Uh, we have a very, very special show today. I'm going to get into the contents in just a moment. I'd like to thank my guest from last week, John Rook. John, the longtime radio voice of Providence College men's basketball. And in addition, he is the public address voice of the New England Patriots at Gillette Stadium. John and I had a great talk last week, and uh, that episode is available. You can catch uh, all the episodes on my new podcasting website, which is leahystorytelling.com. That's L-E-A-H-Y, leahystorytelling.com. There are a lot of great features on the website. And uh, you can do things such as leave me a voicemail. Uh, There's a little purple microphone in the lower right-hand corner. You can also leave a review for a show uh, that you've listened to. You can give it a certain number of stars. And uh, you can also give uh, a little written uh, review of a show. That's at the very bottom of the website. You'll see a section called Reviews. Um, So there's all kinds of things you can do. Uh, on the website, and I invite you to check that out. You can also listen to any uh, previous episode that has been recorded. It's all there on the website, lahistorytelling.com. So we're going to move on to today's podcast episode, and uh, you might have been curious about the song that uh, kicked off this podcast. Uh, It's not uh, the typical song that I play. Uh, The song was called Heart of My Heart, and it was done by a group called The Four Aces, and I included that in the episode this week because it was my dad's favorite song. If you have followed me on Facebook and on Twitter, uh, you know the news by now that my father passed away a few days ago, uh, three days ago as I record this. Uh, He had a long, protracted struggle with Alzheimer's disease And uh, dad passed away very peacefully uh, in his uh, hospital bed this past Sunday at 1 o'clock. So the theme of this podcast episode is going to be uh, remembering my dad and uh, just talking about some great memories that I have of this great man. And, you know, we talk about storytelling all the time. I told you the uh, website address, uh, and it's got the word storytelling in it. And uh, what better way to tell stories than to celebrate the life of uh, just a great man, a man who lived 83 and a half years. And, uh, boy, he was special. He, he, it was, it's just an understatement to say how special my dad was. He was special in so many ways. And I'd like to just kind of touch on uh, some of the reasons why he was so special. And uh, I, I i guess I should start by, you know, thanking my immediate family members uh, who Uh, were a great great help to me uh, during this uh, ordeal. Uh, My three siblings, my two younger brothers and my sister, and especially my mom. Boy, was she a warrior through this whole thing. Uh, She just proved herself to be the strongest person that I've ever met. Uh, She dealt with my dad at his worst when he was in the grips of this terrible disease. And, uh, you know, my siblings and I, we didn't really get... Uh, a, a, a true sense of how difficult it was, uh, she explained to us what it was like in the real dark times when we weren't there, and, and you know the the hard times she had to put up with. Uh, I just can't uh, stress uh, how difficult it was, and uh, so so she is the real hero, my mom, and uh, also you know my siblings were, were terrific throughout this whole uh, process. Uh, my sister uh, who lives in New Hampshire. Uh, She uh, took the lead on a lot of things, Uh, went back and forth to New Hampshire, from New Hampshire to here uh, quite a bit. And uh, my brothers, who both live away from Massachusetts, also uh, chipped in uh, significantly as well. Uh, My brother uh, Kevin from Canada and uh, my brother Steve from Ohio and uh, my sister Katie up in uh, New Hampshire. So uh, I want to just thank them uh, for all the great work that they did in uh, helping us uh, ride through this very, very difficult time in our lives so i'll get right into it and uh it's going to be a terrific show it's going to be a wonderful show it's uh it may run a little longer than normal episodes we'll see Uh, i have some things i want to get through uh if it does we'll we'll make accommodations for that but getting right into uh just some memories of my dad the first thing i can tell you is that uh, there is not a human being on this earth that did not like my dad I mean, he, was, he had just an engaging, warm personality. He made you feel right at home. If you were meeting my dad for the first time, uh, you would be struck by just how welcoming and, and how wonderful he is. Dad, my dad loved people. You know, he loved people from all walks of life, whether you were a family member, whether you were a friend, whether you were a co-worker. Uh, dad was uh, uh, just so engaging, and, uh, and you noticed that right away. You know, he related to them in a very special way. You could tell that when you talked to my dad, he genuinely and truly cared about you. He wanted to know about you. He wanted to know uh, what you were doing in your life. He wanted to know what you cared about. He wanted to know what you were concerned about. And he just had that way about him that, uh, just kind of pulled you in. And, uh, every single human being that I've talked to has felt the same way. And, uh, you know, we, we got a lot of that growing up. We got a lot of uh, his love and, and just the way that uh, he related to people was, was just so special. And uh, there's countless stories about, uh, you know, how he related to people and, and how he genuinely cared about people. He talked about other people's interests all the time. He was way more interested in what uh, other folks were doing. And uh, his listening skills were just incredible. You know, he really listened uh, and he was really engaged in what you had to say. And uh, so, I mean, that, that, that's the first thing that, that struck me about Dad. And, you know, he grew up in a family uh, in Somerville with eight siblings. He was the third of nine. He had two older brothers, and then he had uh, six siblings after him. And the dynamic of that house in Somerville was incredible it, it shaped him and it shaped us going forward uh, because we really learned of what was important in life uh, from dad and the way he was raised first thing i'll tell you is my father loved music uh, he loved music he, music was a way uh, for him to pull people together and you would you would always see my dad playing some kind of instrument whether it was the guitar whether it was the piano uh, he would try any instrument that uh, he thought would uh, make people happy, and uh, that was a significant part of his life. He uh, gifted a guitar to his youngest brother, Dave, who went on to be a prolific guitar player, and uh, I think if you talk to my Uncle Dave, he'll tell you that uh, my dad was his biggest influence, you know, and that's what got him into the music so much. But my dad got indoctrinated into the music with, uh, you know, growing up in that home in Somerville, they had a piano there and his father, who was my grandfather, who I barely knew, He, my grandfather died when I was eight years old. But I've heard stories about uh, how music really brought everybody together. They'd sit around the piano and, and play and my dad was really into the guitar. Now, the amazing thing about my dad and, and his guitar playing was that he was born with a birth defect on on his hand one of his hands and so you can imagine that having a birth defect of that nature would make it difficult to play the guitar and that is true but my dad overcame that uh, he developed a system of playing the guitar that was special and unique for him and he, he set himself up for success and uh you know he he played a lot of songs in 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 black notes you know sharps and flats but You know, that worked for him. He went on to uh, work for a music company called ARP, A-R-P. And as a consequence of that, Dad would always bring home musical toys for us to play with, you know, synthesizers. I remember, uh, you know, all kinds of great musical toys that he would bring home, and I would be enraptured by it. And uh, it was just a way for him to relate to other people. You know, he saw how much uh, music made people happy and he wanted to you know really go with that and share it and we had some legendary parties at our house growing up Uh, we'd have uh, the uncles come over and it was all nights of uh, music and singing and uh, you know drinking beer and um, to this day you know I, I still try to carry those values with me the idea of music bringing people together and I got that from my dad and uh so music is really the the way i should uh, lead off with this he also worked for a, a hasbro company which was a toy company and when the weebles first came out those little uh, toys that rocked back and forth they were shaped like you know an egg uh, egg oval shaped uh, toy and they wobbled back and forth and my dad was uh, instrumental in uh, helping to design those he was a designer uh, a visual designer and uh that was one of the jobs he had. And he went on to become a uh, an engineer. And he went on to design night vision equipment for the United States military. He would go overseas and travel with a salesperson. Dad uh, traveled all over the world. I used to be astounded listening to the places that uh, he went to visit. You know, he uh, he was always traveling. And the the trips he made were significant. They were around the world, literally. I mean, my dad was in Kuwait. He was in Saudi Arabia. He went uh, to South Korea. He's been all over Europe, Japan, Germany, uh, you name it. And oddly enough, you know, my dad, with uh, his Irish heritage, never got to Ireland uh, during his uh, work times. He uh, went over on a vacation after he retired, but... uh, you know, I will never catch my dad in terms of international travel. He uh, he had great stories to tell, you know, when he came back uh, from his uh, world traveling. So um, that was something he was proud of. And I know even at the end of his life, when he was uh, in the throes of Alzheimer's, uh, we would talk about, you know, all the travel he did. And although his memory was fading and, and he lost a lot of it, you know, he still had that Remembrance that he was able to travel around the world, so uh, that was always a, a fun thing to talk about. Uh, he met my mom back in the early 60s. They would have celebrated their 60th wedding anniversary this coming September, but the the story about how they met was really really peculiar. Um, my mom is a nurse; she's been a nurse her whole life, and at the time that they met, uh, she was in uh, nursing school. And studying to be a nurse. And my dad uh, worked on cars quite a bit. He was very handy with his hands. And working on cars was a real passion of his. Well, one day he was working on this one particular vehicle. And uh, there was a mishap. Basically, the transmission fell out of the car. And it landed on his head. And so he required, obviously, medical attention. They brought him to the hospital. And my mom is the nurse that cared for him, and she uh, helped uh, to get him through that that terrible, terrible injury. And from there, they went on to date, and the rest is history, as they say. They were married in 1962 in Dorchester, and uh, I'm I'm kind of sad that they're not going to hit the 60 mark, but... um, that is how they met, and their relationship just bloomed over the years. And they—you could tell—they they truly were best friends. Uh, they just had so much respect and care and love for each other. And uh, he loved her cooking, you know. He, he loved her cooking, and you know. Then again, who doesn't? My mom is a is a terrific cook, but uh, that's how it all started uh, way back in the uh, early '60s. But uh, I thought I'd share some stories. Here, uh, my father's concept of time was was interesting. It was uh, different than the way I look at time. Dad was always late for everything. You know, he was that kind of a laid back guy. Uh, there were times when we had to actually kind of trick him. We had to tell him that a certain event was happening earlier than it was, so we could ensure that he got there on time. Uh, but that was just his laid back way of, of looking at life. I, on the other hand, and I think I've learned this from the radio business, uh, being in the radio business as long as I've been, I, uh, I have a sacred relationship with time in the sense that, uh, I've got to be early for everything. Um. I, uh, I I have to be, you know, at least 15 to 20 minutes early. And if you've seen me broadcast games, you know that I'm in the rink or the stadium three hours before the puck drop of the first pitch. But uh, dad was different. Dad, dad liked to take life easy. His philosophy truly was work hard, play hard. Um, my dad's work ethic was incredible. Uh, he had this uh, feeling of um, just... Just work hard. Work hard at everything you do, you know, uh, whether it, it was working on a project, whether it was uh, cleaning up the yard. Dad loved his yard work, loved to go out there and mow the lawn and uh, and just make the yard look nice. And he would he would work very hard. He, uh, he went and uh, we had a pool for a while. He was really religious about that pool, keeping it pristine. And then after that, he'd crack open a beer, or a, a frosty, as he'd like to call it. I, I, I'm going to have a cold frosty now. And uh, so I think that kind of uh, personality trait kind of rubbed off on all of us, you know, myself and my siblings. And his attention to detail was incredible. And you'd have to be if you're a visual engineer. You know, he we went to uh, Wentworth Institute in Boston. And, uh, of course, that's up by Northeastern, if you're not familiar with it. And uh, he used his expertise, actually, to help design uh, a new addition onto the side of our existing house. So he took night classes with an architect, and uh, he put his his head together with him, and uh, they were able to design something very, very special. Uh, Dad found the sense of humor in everything. You know, no matter how bad things got, Dad always knew that, uh, it's important to look at the bright side. I remember one time I did an audition for some uh, project. I, uh, it was. Um, it might have even been a TV project. This was around the time that I met Rex Trailer. Now Rex Trailer, of course, was uh, very famous. Right around the time I was born, it was it was a children's show called Boomtown, and I went to uh, talk to Rex right before I got into broadcasting, and, and right before he died, and. Uh, I'm not sure if it was related to that interview with Rex, but I, I I auditioned for something and and I just bombed terribly. and I was feeling pretty bad about it. and Dad encouraged me to look at the at the funny side of that uh, of that situation, and uh, we laughed about it afterwards. So Dad was able to change my state and uh, he uh, definitely taught me how to look at the at the funny side of life. and he always supported my broadcasting, you know. Uh, I uh I remember when I was very young I would I had a black and white TV I used to turn the sound down on the TV and pretend I was Fred Cusick and uh I'd go up into my room and, and close the door and uh turn the the sound down and and do a Bruins game. You know, I remember one time dad walked by my room and and he heard what I was doing and I wasn't sure how he was going to react, but you know, he was very supportive. He said You know, you're very good at this. If this is what you want to do, be your best at it. So uh, dad encouraged me, and he was a big part of of, uh, my decision to go for my goal and and become a broadcaster. So I'll always be grateful for that. But we had some funny stories uh, and and some really cool stories uh, over the years. And um, I guess one of the funny ones that comes to my mind was, you know, when I was visiting him in Texas, and uh, you know, he lived in the in the uh Texas area for uh, I guess it was fifteen years. And we went out to a steakhouse and uh back then I, I had a pretty big appetite in my twenties and I uh I loved to eat and uh one time we went to a steakhouse and I think there was a seventy two ounce steak on the menu and uh dad prodded me uh to see if I could eat the whole thing and I think my brother was also in on that, prodding me, and uh, I was able to f- to finish the steak, and uh, I was awfully uh, uncomfortable afterwards, uh, but we had a few laughs about it, you know, eating the steak in addition to the rice and the beans and whatever, and uh, all the beer we drank, and it, w- it was just funny. It was one of Dad's uh, uh, peculiar way of uh, looking at the world, and uh, that was funny. There was another time... Uh, I, uh, I took his car to work one day. Uh, I was working up at Babson College in Wellesley. I was the uh, the organist uh, for Babson, and I took one of his old cars. Dad was pretty frugal. He 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 went and he tried to always get the best value for things. He was hesitant to buy a new car, hesitant to buy a new anything, and uh, so we were. Uh, I was taking his. Uh, old Chevy up to work one day and, and I remember the uh, the rear axle fell off the back of the car and I was swerving all over the road trying to get the thing off to the side of the road and I remember calling dad up and uh, saying dad you know we, we have a little bit of a problem here and uh, I explained what it was and I was like can you come get me and uh, so he did I, and I thought he was going to be really furious with me but in later years uh, he told me he understood that you know, the car was uh, in rough shape and uh, so he uh, he helped me out with that. Dad was always willing to help other people, you know, especially his immediate family. So uh, he had a very uh, even-keeled uh, personality. You know, like I said, always uh, joking around, always loving. I remember one time, I'm, I remember the only time he hit me. And uh, here's the thing, you know, if if dad, was, if dad was mad at you, all he had to do was yell at you. You know, that that got your attention. I didn't really enjoy being yelled at, but that's usually all it took. But I remember one day I was playing out on a busy street uh, that ran right off of our side street. And my dad was coming home from work, and he saw me playing out there. And obviously he was upset, and he, he put me in the car. And as he was driving me home, he said, I don't want to see that again. I don't want to see you out in that street again. Well, what did I do the next day? Well, I tested the limits. I went out there again. And foolish me, I did it around the same time. So he comes home from work. He sees me. And uh, he puts me in the car. No words. Just took me home and uh, marched me right upstairs and and gave me a a pretty good wallop. And it's the only time he ever hit me. And, And I know he felt bad doing it because after it was all over i think he i think it lasted a couple of minutes but after it was over and things started to cool down a little bit he he looked at my mom and said why don't you go upstairs and check on him you know so uh dad was not uh that type of dad i mean if he, if if he hit you you knew you did something really really bad so and uh we were fine after that but you know dad had to send that message to me and certainly it was a it was a a learning experience so um you know that was that was the one time that was the one time uh, that uh uh dad hit me and um you know it was uh it was a learning experience like i said he had so much compassion afterwards that uh, he uh, he asked my mom to to come up and uh and check on me then there, there was another funny story well it's not really a funny story but it it's a heartwarming story i guess i'll call it um my dad always knew of my great love of sports, and he wasn't really a sports guy per se. I mean, he was—he uh, had an interest in it, but he wasn't like a hardcore sports fan. He was much more into the music uh, than sports. But he understood and appreciated how much I love sports. And I remember one day—it uh, was, I think it was in the winter time—we uh, went to a Patriots game once, and uh, the weather was miserable. It was cold. Uh, very cold, and I think there was either some rain or snow mixed in. And um, but Dad refused to leave the game. I, I I know that he was miserable, and he probably wouldn't wanted to go home or or go have a a, a drink uh, with whoever we were with and whatnot. But um, I remember we had a uh, we were at the stadium, and Dad was freezing and miserable, but he refused to leave because he saw how much fun I was having. And so I remember he took this big old, uh, uh, covering and, uh, covered us up to protect us from the elements. And, uh, he, he stayed there for the whole game. You know, he, he, uh, he didn't, uh, didn't complain once didn't, um, uh, show his discomfort. He just wanted to stay because I loved it so much. And, uh, I never uh never forgot that. It was a Patriots game I think they played Seattle or, or something uh, maybe back in the 70s but uh uh it doesn't really matter who the opponent was. I'm just uh, struck by uh how um how much compassion dad had in that moment. And he, he was uh, he was great about uh sitting down and and and, and learning things. Um He would teach me about math. I remember one time I was in elementary school and I was uh, struggling with uh, a certain aspect of math. And uh, Dad took it upon himself to sit down with me and teach it to me in a way that I could understand. You know, again, I'll go back to my love of sports. Dad, I remember we were learning about math and uh, Dad wrote down on a piece of paper, uh, Bruins on one side and Islanders on the other. And when I got a correct answer, he'd make a check in the Bruins column. When I got an answer wrong, he'd put a check in the Islanders column. So dad related to me in that situation uh, the way that I could process it. And that really sums up the way dad was. He loved people and he loved looking at things uh, from other people's point of view. That's something that my dad did better than anybody. Uh, He was able to genuinely see your point of view and uh, understand life from your point of view because he valued and cared about people so much that uh that's just that was his automatic way of uh, of relating to the world and so uh that always stuck with me it it always stuck stuck with me and um th- there's just there's just so many things that I can that I can bring up about my dad that that are special but I I think the the one thing that'll stick with me the most is is all the all the fun get-togethers we had and all the fun parties we had. Of course music was central uh to everything. Music was a key cornerstone of of the way we looked at the world and um we had many many parties at the house over the years as I said and and they were legendary. I mean the neighbors knew. Uh, when there were a lot of cars in front of our house, we were having a great time. And in the summertime, the doors would be open and the music would be ringing out. And uh, we we had a few neighbors and, and cars stop and just roll down the window and listen on lots of occasions. And uh, anybody who grew up in our neighborhood can probably attest to that. Um, so, you know, I could, I could just go on all day. And uh, I, I just, I, I really... I'm grateful for the time that I had with my dad. It was so sad to see uh, how he battled uh, with Alzheimer's. Uh, you know, even in the, the the process of this terrible disease, uh, dad was so brave. He was so brave. And uh, I, I really think the relationship between he and I, even in those very difficult times when, when dad was struggling... Uh, I still think we managed to keep that bond. Even though he forgot who I was, uh, he he'd refer to me as the big guy. You know, I I would go and uh, mow his lawn. And and his face lit up when I told him I was going to mow the lawn. And uh, because that was one of his favorite things, you know, doing yard work. And obviously he couldn't do it at the end with his balance being off uh, the way it was. And uh, but. Even in the darkest times of Alzheimer's, we were still able to maintain that relationship, even though uh, Dad struggled, you know, trying to communicate and, and put his thoughts together and his memories and his cognitions were falling and failing. But we still managed to, to keep that bond. And uh, although I will not focus on um, the dark times, the Alzheimer's, I prefer to focus on the good times, I'll still have that little part of me that uh, is proud of the fact that that we were able to uh, maintain a close relationship uh, right to the very end. And uh, so I'll I'll always be grateful for that. So um, if you know my dad, you know, if you've had a chance to meet my dad, I'd I'd love for you to uh, just... Leave me a a note here on the uh, website, uh, the podcast website, uh, sharing your memories, whether it be a, a voicemail. I'd love a voicemail actually. If uh, if you can uh, uh, leave me a a voice message, you know, there's the little purple microphone in the lower right hand corner of the website. Uh, you can uh, you can just click on that, and leave me a a, a voicemail and. Uh, as I said, the, uh, there's a rating system as well, and I'd love to hear your, your feedback on, uh, on this. So um, I'd like to also give props, by the way, to my dad's uh, siblings, the siblings that are still here. Uh, I'd like to reach out to my Uncle Gene and my Uncle Dave, who were tremendous. Uh, they were with my dad this past Saturday, which turned out to be his last final day on Earth full final day, as we were down in uh, Plymouth at a family wedding, and my Uncle Gene really stepped up, and my Uncle Dave as well. My Uncle Dave brought his guitar in and uh, was able to play some music for Dad as, as he was lying there in bed. I know he heard every note. He couldn't express his appreciation, but he heard every note. Um, and uh, my Uncle Gene stayed the night with him. And that was a, a tremendously huge help to our family because uh, we were, although we had an unbelievable time at my nephew's wedding, uh, still dad was in the back of our minds. And um, Uncle Gene uh, really helped us get through by uh, being willing to spend the night and uh, keep a vigil over dad. And then dad passed away uh, the following day, 1 o'clock this past Sunday. and. You know, I, I mentioned this to my siblings. You can't tell me that dad didn't have this planned out, okay? He knew that the wedding was on the Saturday. He knew he wanted to hang on through that, and then uh, it was his time the following day. So uh, what, a, what a great last memory of uh, of my dad. i also like to thank my Aunt Betty, who is his uh, younger sister, and she is also a uh, nun down at the... Uh, she works at the Little Sisters of the Poor in Pawtucket. Uh, she came by to visit and uh, you know, just her presence and her comfort and her strength were, were unbelievable. And, uh, you know, uh, I know it comes with the territory of being a nun, but, you know, when you see when you see her and, and you see how she relates to people, it really gives you a sense of peace. So uh, I'd like to thank her and I know my uncle Dan uh, would have preferred uh, to be there, of course, but he's going through some health challenges, and I know that uh, that he uh, also being very close to my dad, I know that he was with us in spirit, uh, and um, just just a wonderful, wonderful family, and uh, I'm just I'm just so proud that that I was able to have uh, those 80, uh, well, for me, the almost 58 years that uh, I spent with Dad and. Um, so I just really want to give a shout out to, to them and also to all the people who have reached out on Facebook, who have uh, expressed their sympathy and uh, their compassion. I really appreciate it. I, I don't have the time to uh, physically write to all of you, but I know I hit the like button on pretty much every comment that's been made. And... uh there have been so many wonderful comments uh, about Dad uh, on the uh, on the Facebook uh, page, and uh, so I'm I'm grateful to all of you. So um, I'm not broadcasting right now. Uh, I'm I'm going to be back with the college hockey and, and other types of hockey and, uh in the fall. And and you know I plan to hopefully uh, do a, a quick. tribute to my dad at some point. Oh, by the way, I want, speaking of hockey, I I also want to thank uh, my colleagues at Hockey East and at Merrimack. Um, I've shared uh, this story with a lot of my broadcasting colleagues from all over the league. And uh, you guys have been so wonderful, so wonderful and so supportive uh, throughout this whole process. Uh, And I, I'm just so, so grateful for all of you guys. You know, I know I've talked with Bernie Corbett. I've talked with Brock Hines, uh, Mike Murphy, my good uh, friend up at UNH, Mike Logan down in uh, Providence, um, Rob Rudnick at Northeastern, uh, John Shields up in Maine, Adam LaFleur in Vermont, uh, also Pete Webster from UNH. Uh, I mentioned it uh, to Bob Joyce over at UConn, Bob Ellis at uh, UMass Lowell. Uh, I, I've talked to you guys about this uh, situation, and, and you've been you've been great. You've lent an ear. You've been a you've been great supportive friends, and uh, I want to thank all of you. And of course, I want to thank um, everyone up at Merrimack. Uh, I talked to Coach Borek about this situation uh, many times over the uh, past couple of years, and you know Scott, he went through it himself, and uh, he was just such uh, an important source of strength for me. So I'd like to thank him. Uh, also, uh, Mike Macnick, Mike McMahon. Uh, I've, I've mentioned this uh, to them as well. And, and, uh, they've been terrific. So, um, I, I apologize if I'm leaving anyone out. Uh, and I guess I should say last, but most, I want to thank my wife, uh, who has just been my rock throughout this whole thing. Uh, she related to me in this situation in a very real way because her dad died, uh, several years ago. And, uh, as we were driving to the um, hospice hospital in Milton uh, on the day that he died, uh, I looked over at her and she was shedding a tear because uh, she she's been there. She knows um, what this is all about and she's helped me through this very difficult process. So uh, I want to thank my wife, Lori, uh, for all her uh, help and, and her assistance uh, through this very, very difficult process. So, um, that's pretty much all I have for the uh, episode this week. Uh, we're gonna pay tribute uh, to my dad uh, in the next few days, and uh, we'll give him the proper send off. And uh, again, it, it's I, I just can't thank you all for for the love and the support you've shown. And uh, Dad would want us to go on and uh, rock on, as they say. You know, he's uh, he'll be disappointed if his uh, if his uh, sons don't have a musical instrument in their hands every day. So uh, it's uh, it's a sad time, but, you know, we'll get through it and uh, we'll keep Dad's memory and legacy uh, alive forever. So I want to thank you all for tuning in to this very special uh, podcast episode. And uh, we will be back with you again next week as uh, we will be uh, recording on Tuesday and publishing on Wednesday. And as I said, please feel free to leave a review. Please uh, feel free to uh, leave a voice message. I'm going to be doing some stuff with the blog on the podcast website. I'll probably expand on the blog anything I might have missed during the uh, podcast episode uh, today. So I encourage you to uh, check out all that stuff, and uh, I'd love to hear from you because I want the podcast to be as um, interactive as possible. So again, this has been a tribute to my dad, John R. Leahy, Sr., September 7th, 1938 to May 15th, 2022. Dad, I love you. Thanks for helping me be the man that I am today. And uh, you will be in our hearts forever. So thanks again. And uh, we will talk to you next week.